We are born free. And we will die free. The time in between, though, that's complicated. In that time, governments, institutions, and our egos will limit our ability to find true freedom in this life. These are real stories of real people overcoming the odds, persevering in justice, and unlocking their potential. Welcome to Finding Freedom. Here's your host, John Oderman. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Finding Freedom right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Happy to have you here, happy to have you back, or happy to have you as a first-time listener. Um, no matter how you found us, I'm glad you did. And if you if this is your first time, or if you've been listening for a while, I hope that you already have, or if you haven't, that you will subscribe to our Lions of Liberty Network feed, or to my Finding Freedom solo feed, or if you just love subscribing to podcast feeds, that you'll subscribe to both. Have an absolutely outstanding episode lined up for you guys today. You know, a lot of people talk about in these in these crazy times, um, in these FTX failure times, in these inflationary times. Um, people have a lot of opinions. Uh, in these times when the real estate market is on the brink of collapse, people have a lot of opinions on money. What is money? Where should we be putting our money? And I have opinions too. This episode is not about me sharing my opinions, but to show you another avenue where in four states in the United States, there is a, a currency, a gold-backed gold backed private currency that is circulating that you can use to buy things. You can use for small transactions. We are going to learn about that, learn about the gold back in just a moment here. Uh, before I, I get to that, though, I just want to remind you all out there, if you love this show, if you love what we bring you on Mondays with Finding Freedom, on Wednesdays with The Mean Age Daydream, hosted by Brian McWilliams, and on Fridays, which is kind of like a, a grab bag day now, Fridays on Lines of Liberty, we either have our Meme Wars show, which is our newest show, or uh, an episode of Hate Watch with uh, with Brian and Robbie the Fire, um, or you know sometimes we have some extra bonus interviews that we'll, that we'll put in that slot. You just never know what you're going to find on our Friday show. Um, if you enjoy all of that stuff and you want even more content, please do consider joining our Lions of Liberty Pride. Uh, you can do so on Patreon, patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Or, you know, if you don't like Patreon, that's fine. You can join us up on uh, on Locals as well, lionsofliberty.locals.com. And you can get our bonus content. We have a conspiracy show, Secrets, Lies, and Cover-Ups. Uh, we have a weekly gambling show where we talk about random things too uh, called Degenerate Gamblers. This time of year, it runs from fall uh, fall through the winter. So we're in the throes of it right now. Um, and you can also watch and uh, participate, ask questions uh, with a lot of our interviews. We will air them live in the Pride. And when our YouTube is working properly, we will publish a private YouTube link where you can, you can watch that 
there too. Of course, right now we still cannot post on YouTube. So if you do watch our videos uh, in the Pride or otherwise, uh, please do remember to follow us on Rumble and Odyssey. Subscribe to those feeds. We have a huge subscriber base on YouTube, but YouTube screws us around and dicks us over. So please, uh, who knows how much longer we'll be there for. Please subscribe on Rumble and Odyssey. You can find us there. And yeah, if you do all those things, you're number one fan. You're the number one fan, and and we love you. If you do one of those things, you are a great fan, and, and we love you too. If you do none of those things and you just listen, we still like you. So that's all I got. Let's get into this interview for today. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. All right, we are live here to the Lions of Liberty Pride with Jeremy Corden. Jeremy is an interesting guy. Um, in 2019, he created the gold product known as the Goldback. You might have heard of it. I'd heard of it, but I hadn't really looked into it. It's it's a really, really cool product, and we're going to be talking about that uh, for the most part today. Um, what the Goldback did is it exhibited gold in spendable quantities for the first time using a patented production process. Jeremy effectively set up a novel product in one of the oldest industries known to man. Um, I could tell more of his backstory, but I want him to tell that. So I'll introduce Jeremy instead. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Hey, appreciate you having me. Thanks for coming on, man. Um, and I, I mean, to be totally honest, I heard, I think I heard of this when you came out with gold back in 2019 and then with, with COVID and everything kind of got lost in the shuffle. And then recently, um, Someone reached out to me with uh, with Goldback and with your product to to have the opportunity to interview you, and I was like, "Holy crap! I I totally forgot about this um, really unique product, which I think could really get some legs." So, looking forward to uh, to digging into it. But before we do that and uh, and go down that road, based on your your background, reading your bio, you're somebody who's been into precious metals, into gold seemingly for for quite a while. So um, t- tell us your story. Tell us how you got into that and, and how, how this all came to be. Sure. Yeah, I've been doing, I've been into precious metals most of my adult life. I think what really got me sucked into it was being a delegate for Ron Paul back in 2011. Because I was, I was still really young then. And I was getting my hands on everything he was talking about. And I found like a lot of these kind of alternative, you know, econ websites. And I, I just read everything I could about precious metal, you know, and sound money. And, you know, on one hand, there's only so much you can read, you know, there's only so many articles that come out every day about precious metals. But, you know, for years while I was going to college, I just read everything I could get. Um, and I ended up doing an internship while in college where I got to meet the the guy that drafted the legal tender act here in utah so larry Hmm. hilton and you know he put together an organization and i had an opportunity to start working for him about a year after i graduated so what what year is this is a 2015 okay so not a crazy long time ago but yeah you know i've been i've been working in metals probably the last seven years here well, I mean, a lot of people like I mean, like myself. I'm a Ron Paul guy too, and it's 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 interesting. I, I was pretty much, you know, pulled into the, the Ron Paul movement through you know him talking about primarily about the Federal Reserve that really interested me and talking about sound money. So we definitely have that in common. But 
um, you definitely uh, walked the walk, and, and and you you got involved, um, you know, right away with this uh, with the Utah Precious Metals Association, right? And then took it from there, and you started a uh, a gold backed crypto. Is it is that right? It was a gold backed crypto. It wasn't a gold backed crypto. Because, <laughs> um, you know, here's the thing if you're a sound money guy, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to know what your thing is. You know, it's like, do, do you want people to go back to, you know, carrying around like purses of like silver rounds and gold coins? I mean, mm-hmm. like, what, it, what does winning look like to you? Do, you? do you want the Federal Reserve to bow down and say, fine, all our dollars are backed with gold again? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Crossing my fingers, you know, it's like <laughs> maybe, you know, like if you trust us, yeah. you know, we can totally pretend to do that again for you guys, you know, and we'll have a different peg. I mean, what do you, what does winning look like on the issue of sound money? What does a winning bill even look like beyond removing sales tax on gold and silver? You know, so it's, you know, for me, I, I was excited about Larry Hilton because, you know, he wrote the Utah Legal Tender Act. That was the state acknowledging that gold and silver are legally money within the state of Utah. And what Larry expected to have happen, he's my business partner in Goldback. What he expected to have happen is for all these businesses to put up signs requesting that payment be done in gold and silver coin. And that never happened. And I think the reason why it never happened is because people don't really want to get a $2,000 one ounce gold coin Mm-hmm. that may or may not be counterfeited as payment for anything. It's a lot of risk there. Yeah. It, it's a huge amount of risk. Yeah. And it, the risk has only gone up because we we're getting flooded by all these Chinese fakes. Right. And, you know, I, I worked in, you know, doing vaulting and, and selling gold and silver mm-hmm. coins. And people tell me, they say, Hey, you know, I'm buying gold just in case. And you have to wonder, well, just in case of what, you know, what's the scenario where you're whipping out this $2,000 gold coin that as far as the other party is concerned may or may not be real and you're going to barter with it? You know, I mean, yeah. what does that even look like? Yeah, I don't you think know? a lot of people so, have, have, have thought that through, you know, say, you know, we have, you know, this, this major event happen where the power grid goes out or something or the economy totally collapses or we run out of diesel and, you know, they can't stock grocery stores. How, how does that, that gold coin that, that's in your is this, safe... Is this, is this the moment we all whip out our gold coins? Because yeah. you know what? A lot of your purchases that you're going to make aren't going to be a $2,000 purchase. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring like a little cheese grater with you for that gold coin, you know? If they believe your gold coin's real, you can, you can you know, whip off little pieces of it for, for somebody. Yeah, if, if the electrical mm-hmm. grid's down, your cryptocurrency is worthless too. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, what do you do? You know? I mean, like, what do you... What, do, what does that actually look like? You know? It, you know, uh, people will say, oh, well, well, we'll just use silver. That's that's less expensive than gold. Well, great. There's even more counterfeit silver than gold. But let's say it is silver. If you listen to the same silver people, silver is a, an extremely undervalued, suppressed industrial metal that should be valued at $1,000 an ounce in today's dollars. If they're right, it's still mm-hmm. a terrible thing to barter with, you know, <laughs> just because it's now you still have a thousand dollar silver coin. So what do you what the what the heck are you going to do? Right. You know, and that that's why I did the gold cryptocurrency thing. You know, OK, well, we'll we'll use cryptocurrency. We'll split an ounce of gold into a thousand pieces and that'll be amazing. People will use it. This is a better money. 
and you know we'll live stream the vault. We'll show that we really have the gold. And I went to trade shows trying to pitch this to you know libertarians, you know like-minded Ron Paul individuals, you know just hey guys, let's let's make a gold cryptocurrency. And you know what they told me, John? I don't know. All right. So hey, you know we we vault the gold. We'll live stream the gold. You can see the gold. You have these tokens, and we back the tokens with gold. And I probably heard this over a hundred times mm -hmm. and not that big of a time span. Was, oh, you know, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. You know, if, you, uh, if I don't have the gold in my hand, then it's not good enough. It's not real. It's not, you know, because even if I trust you, I don't trust the government. I don't trust the government that if you guys get to a certain degree of, you know, successful, that they won't roll in through your vault walls of the tank and take everything and make your cryptocurrency worthless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it you know, goes back to was, the, the thought that, yeah, you need to have the gold coin under your pillow in case uh, the apocalypse, apocalypse Yeah, happens. you don't want it in a vault. You don't want a crypto gold. Yeah. And that's when I met Valorum, and they were able to make very tiny increments of gold. You know, and these kind of Willy Wonka-style foil-looking notes. And I thought, hey, you know what? Everyone wants to hold it. And it turned out not to be foil. It was a vacuum deposition. It's it's the micro technology. It's the same technology putting gold in the, your smartphone, you know, or your laptop. So so there is actually there's actually gold in the in the gold bag. Yeah. If there wasn't, then it would just be another yeah. promissory note. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gold backs are actually gold. It's like a gold sandwich. And it used to be that something like that would carry like a six to 800% premium. You know, you got to figure we're splitting an ounce of gold into a thousand pieces that have never been counterfeited. That has takes millions of dollars worth of equipment and decades worth of experience. And they're all serialized, you know, and we're really proud because mm -hmm. we've, we've been able to crush premiums below what you can get rounds and bars at that size for, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like right around a hundred percent. You know, so what's we're, the we're cost? Really what's the cost on producing them, though, with that technology? Oh, it's it's heavy. I mean, for ones, I think we're. I think the manufacturer is still losing money on the one gold back. Yeah, they'll lose like five or six cents every time they do it, just because it's it's they're produced below cost. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to figure it's you know you got time in a vacuum deposition chamber to account for, and that's not a cheap technology. We're not we're not like rolling out foil. Right. So right now you have goldbacks in in Utah, and I believe I, New Hampshire. I saw that Wyoming mm -hmm. and Nevada is coming soon. Is is that right? So Nevada's already out. Wyoming Wyoming is okay. the newest state, and we're also hoping to get South Dakota out next year. Awesome. So what do these states have to do? I mean, do they have to have a, a do something similar to what Utah did? You know, by passing you know passing a, a law to make gold silver silver legal tender, or I mean, could any state essentially have gold backs? Or what's what's the hurdles, constraints, all that stuff? There, there has to be a state law that allows for gold backs to be a thing, because they're not operating off federal law so much as they're operating off state law. Um. In fact, I think there's a federal statute that says, you know, no one's allowed to make a currency. No one's allowed to make a money at all unless otherwise authorized by state law. And that's kind of a 10th Amendment thing. So the goldback is really just a series of local currencies. 
you know, where Nevada has its own and Utah has its own and South Dakota is going to have its own. Um, and it's been very successful. You know, I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, there's over a million people that own goldbacks now um, in just a few years. You know, it's introduced precious metals and the idea of sound money to hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of people that have never owned precious metals before. And, you know, the reach that we're seeing is just absolutely incredible, especially in the States with goldbacks. You know, I, I think, I think the last poll that we did is that one in four people in Utah know about goldbacks. Wow. So one in four, you know, have heard of goldbacks or have seen a goldback. So, so what do business owners typically do if they're accepting goldbacks? Do they typically just hold on to them to hedge against inflation? I mean, or, or do they turn them in and, you know, cash them in for, for cash? What's the typical operation for businesses? You know, I, I was, when we initially designed the program, we were thinking that first off that only like a few businesses would really want to take goldbacks. We're thinking like 5%. Right. You know, the most fanatical precious metals people would want mm -hmm. gold backs as payment. And two, we're thinking that a big portion of these businesses would want to turn the gold backs in for cash. And what we found out delighted us. First off, we found out that it wasn't 5% of businesses. It was 30% of business owners that we, when we talked to the business owner, were willing to take gold backs as payment at their small mm -hmm. business. It was way better than we thought. In fact, wow. you know, on some of those occasions, we found the number was closer to 50%. Um, the second thing is we thought, okay, well, these guys are going to be accepting gold backs as payment. We should, you know, set up systems to make sure they get paid cash. I believe the latest count is we've only had in three years, about 13 transactions where a business owner has come back and requested cash for the gold backs. Wow. It's, it's under 1%. <laughs> So, you know, people, people take That's these and they'll either save them or they'll circulate them. And I have no idea how often they circulate. You know, I have guesses, but people are extremely private about their private transactions. So it's hard to get good data. It's not like Visa where I know how they're being used. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of amazing. That's an awesome part about it. There is, there's no insight into it. It, it truly is a, it's it's private, right? I mean, there, there's no tracking technology in, in, embedded within the gold bag. It's it's a it's a truly private transaction. No, I, I went down to Vegas, and you know, I mean, I'm in Utah, so you can imagine I'm I'm more of a religious guy. And I was visiting with some of our our people down in Vegas, and they were telling me how excited they were because they were able to take Nevada gold backs and use them to pay for lap dances. And the you strippers know, like will take the gold like bags, four bucks or three bucks or whatever. And like, they were telling me about all these, you know, purchases that they've done down in Vegas with gold bags. And I was kind of, I was horrified, but like, you know, but that's how money works. You know, I mean, you don't, you don't get to pick what it's spent on. It's just a tool, you know, mm -hmm. it's like gold back doesn't have like a helicopter where we can, you know, police everybody's transactions. That's PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> So what what are the current denominations that you have for for goldbacks? So it's it's a lot like cash. It's a 1 5 10 25 and 50. The 25 is different, but yeah, I mean we have quarters, you know, people are pretty used to doing that math too. Okay. And then what is the I'm, I'm assuming you know your conversion rate is going to change based on the 
the spot price for gold. So how, how does that all work? So we have a conversion rate on goldback.com. It's just right on the website. If you go there, yeah, I don't want to say today, maybe like a dollar, like 380 or something like that. And you can actually use a calculator on goldback.com to calculate out how many goldbacks you would owe on any given transaction. Okay. So that's how, that's how that one works. And say if somebody, you know, lived out of outside of one of those States and wanted to just, you know, buy goldbacks from maybe they wanted to own every goldback from each series of goldback is do, do people do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, yeah. I mean, people buy them because they're sound money activists, but people also buy them just because they're pretty and mm-hmm. they want to have one of each. So, you know, we'll see purchases like that too, you know, where people will come in and they'll buy a 50 and a 25 and a 10 and a five and a one, and then they'll buy a whole bunch for the state that they're in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's lots of different types of customers that we're getting. So, you know, being in this industry, the money industry, obviously the, uh, you know, the federal government, you know, doesn't want other businesses in this, in this money industry. They're very, protective about it you know we've seen with mm-hmm. with crypto the government is is, is mm-hmm. wiggling their hands into regulating the crypto market so mm-hmm. um, is that a concern on your end of you know what the federal government could do or are there protections are these states protected in a way that, that the feds are unable to really intervene in in this goldback market it's a it's a good question and it's something that I put a lot of thought into before even starting the company. Um, and I'll just, I'll just say it. I don't, I don't think there's a single business owner in America with a head on their shoulders that isn't worried about what the government might do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's an ax that we all live under, but I didn't want it to be an ax that I was so scared of that. I wouldn't do anything proactive to make my situation better. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I don't want to be so scared by what the government could do someday that I'm not going to, you know, try to do something. Um, that said, you know, we are operating under state law. You know, I mean, the governments could pass more laws that restrict it. But there's a lot of things ha- that happen that the government doesn't like. You know, the government, it isn't as powerful as we fear sometimes. Um, you know, the whole crypto space, I think they would have been happier had that not happened. Um the whole precious metal space, you know, we have a multi-billion dollar precious metals industry in the United States. I can't imagine that certain individuals in the Federal Reserve or, you know, other government entities love that, but they haven't stopped it mm-hmm. either because they can't or they don't care to. And, you know, the gold back is just another precious metals product. It's just very easy to use it. And we facilitate these kind of, you know, barter networks within, you know, certain states under state law. So I, I guess they could come after us, but you know, that's not, that's not a risk that's unique to us. And if they did, I think that would just raise the value of all the gold backs out there. Cause there wouldn't be any more. Right. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like, you know, it's not like if they raid our vault that all the gold backs become worthless, you know, if mm-hmm. anything, I think they'd become collector items and just shoot up in value. That'd probably be one of the best things that could happen if you owned a whole bunch of gold backs. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So I, I kind of want to dig in more, more to how how you know you founded this company and, and built it up. So can you just kind of take us through the process of 
you know, what, what state, well, I guess you started in Utah and built from mm-hmm. there. How did you, um, you know, get the word out? How did you inform people about it? You know, maybe share, um, you know, talking to, to some of the first business owners or, or consumers, users of Goldbacks. Um, were, were, were there hurdles in getting people to understand it? Or was it, you know, pretty much once people were given this as a, as a means to transact that they just took off with it? You know, it was a really mixed reception because anything, anytime that you come out with a new product, people have to weigh how credible that is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like how, you know, is this like a fly by the night kind of thing? Is this some guy coming in and hustling everybody? Is this, you know, is, is there any traction behind this? So, you know, immediately out of the offset, we set up a business network in Utah to show that there would be businesses that would accept him for, you know, what they were selling for. You know, we, we really wanted to do the proof of concept really quick. And I think we were very successful doing that. We also got a lucky break in that um, some of the partners that own the manufacturing company are extremely well connected in the precious metals world. And within three, I want to say three or four months of Goldbacks coming out, they're being sold by JM Bullion and Atmex. Which, you know, for us was a huge credibility piece because, you know, if JM Bullion and Atmex are selling Goldbacks, then it's probably not a scam. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you go to walmart.com, you can find Goldbacks right now. Oh, wow. You know, and they're, you know, the first or second largest retailer in the U.S. So it's not... You know, but but climbing that credibility ladder was was definitely, you know, tricky. I remember when Goldbacks first started, we weren't sure what the reception was going to be. You know, I mean, there were some people that, you know, they'd say, oh, what's this? You know, why would I ever, you know, pay a premium for gold? And we had others that looked at it and they got big eyed and they said, oh, my gosh, you solved money. Like, you know, it's like, how how could I possibly be here at the inception of this? This is. I remember, you know, we did an event where at like a county fair. There's like a, you know, and we're like in a barn with like a bunch of MLM companies. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, you go, we wander in there and they're selling you cannabis oil and knickknacks and, you know, expensive like pet food. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you know, the businesses I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then you had your kind of, you know, small business entrepreneurs in there. And we only had a one and a five denomination for Goldback. That was it. We didn't get the other three yet, but we had this little booth and we're just kind of letting people know about it. And we're kind of sandwiched in there with all these guys. And a lot of people walked past, you know, just maybe they figure we're like, we're the jewelry company or something. But there was one guy in particular that stopped by and he's a lawyer and he's a, a big libertarian sound money guy. And he saw our booth and he just, you know, he asked a few questions and his eyes got huge, you know, he says, Oh my gosh, you know, what are you guys doing here? You know, what are you, what are you doing at this little count rinky dink County fair? I mean, you know, like we got to roll out the red carpet. You guys, you guys have done it. You've made gold usable like cash in a way that has never been done in human history. Yeah. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, you've never been able to take out a piece of gold out of your pocket that had a verifiable, you know, weight that you could buy small things with like a coffee or a, or a Coca-Cola or, or, a, or a whatever, you know, it's gold was always used on bigger things. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you had copper coins and bronze coins for your small things and silver coins for the in-between stuff. But a gold back, if you went back to 1920, the one ounce $20 gold piece, it's $20 for an ounce of gold. You following? Yeah. What would one th- one thousandth of an ounce of $20 have been? I'm putting oh, you on geez. the spot with math. I'm not, I'm not doing that math. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so a thousandth of $20 is two cents. Okay. Right. Cause it's, it's yeah. 2000 pennies. Now, assuming you put a manufacturing value on that of double, it's four cents. If you bought a gold back in 1920, assuming the same premium, okay. the same gold content, mm-hmm. it'd be a four cent, four cents of purchasing power. Four wheat pennies is equivalent to one gold back in spending power. Okay. You following? I, I don't know if I, I actually, I don't know if I am, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think I am following that. Less, less so, you're saying, so a gold back is a thousandth of an ounce. It's worth about $4 today. What I'm saying is that a hundred okay. years ago, it'd be worth about four cents. That's how much purchasing okay, power so our dollars lost. You're just showing how much, yeah, how much purchasing power it lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are are there um, are there business owners out there who understand? Obviously, most business owners who are accepting goldbacks are going to understand inflation and fiat money and all that stuff. But that understand it to to the degree that they will give discounts on their you know on their products if people pay in goldbacks. Oh, they all do. In fact, that's one of the big things I think propelling goldbacks yeah. to such success is. The price that you see on goldback.com is an average price. And that's what all these merchants are accepting it at. They're accepting it at, you know, 380. Mm-hmm. But if you scour the list, you're, you're going to find retailers that are selling it for closer to 350. You know, you use your credit card cool. because you can save 1% or whatever. You know, you could mm-hmm. save a lot more than that spending gold. And the retailers, the small businesses are more than happy to allow for that discount knowing that they could spend it at that same 380 everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Now, if that sounds like a racket to you, that a currency only has value because you believe it'll have value somewhere else, I want to introduce you to a product called the U.S. dollar. Because that's the only reason I take them, you know, is, is because somebody else will give me value for them, right? Yeah, that, and yeah, we have to pay the government their, uh, you know, their, their taxes yeah, and, them and all, all that stuff. But that, That's true. But I, I haven't met very many people that only use dollars because they're required for taxes. I, <laughs> I think we use them because we know that somebody else will take them and give us something mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Um, so what's what's the future plans? What's the expansion plans? How how big can this get? And what's your, what's your vision? I mean, do you have like a five-year plan? 20 year vision for, uh, for goldbacks. Yeah, no, we, we definitely do. It's, it's so small right now. I mean, we're only producing, you know, a few million dollars worth of goldbacks every month. And, you know, that was a lot of growth. Which for sounds us. like a lot. I mean, it does sound like a lot. It's, it's, it's a probably million. the most successful yeah. local currency in American history. So it's, it's a lot, but it's nowhere near what it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had to really market the gold back hardly at all. 
you know, we've been sold out for two and a half years. We're bottlenecked on production because again, it's vacuum deposition. It's very hard to scale it up. And so that's that's that sounds like one that's one big constraint. So is it is it a matter of just the machines that are able to do it that is the constraint, or is it just the the people who you know have have the skill set or a combination of of all of it? It's definitely both. I mean, because you're running a multi million dollar vacuum deposition machine, you know, to to spray the gold on these things, and then you have to have a crew that's trained on how to run that machine. Mm-hmm. So the machine is not running 24 seven. It should be, but it's not because people don't want to work at three in the morning. You know, if you're an extremely valuable engineer, you don't want to be there at three in the morning. Right. Oh, yeah. Now we might solve Unless that the eventually. Price is right. But, but yeah, it's got, it's got to get, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we're already losing money on the one. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, we're trying to keep the prices low on gold backs. Mm-hmm. Of course. Anyway, but we're, we're looking at getting another machine now. And scaling up so we've been we've been raising a little bit of money to get another machine going and that's that's happening really quick you know people are excited about this project so i i see it going up i um you know in five years we could be selling a hundred million dollars worth every month instead of three there there really doesn't seem to be a limit in demand mm-hmm. for for these things any marketing that we do at all you know we, we see you know all the gold backs selling out pretty quick now in 10 years, who knows? You know, in 10 years, I hope that central banks get a little bit more interested in what we're doing. Because imagine imagine if you ran the central bank in like, say, a country like Zimbabwe. What's your job as a central banker? What, what is, in essence, what your job is uh, as a central banker? Well, the, 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 how, what the central bank would say the job is, is to keep the economy stable, keep inflation under control, um, but I mean, the, the their actual job as a central banker, um, <laughs> I don't know. How deep do we want to go? If we if we really want to boil it down, if we if we wanted to boil it down to one responsibility a central bank for a country had, it's make a money that works and that people use. Because an economy needs money mm-hmm. to work, right? They have to make a money yeah. that works. That's their job. You know, whatever, whatever their medium is, whatever they do, they just need people to accept it and to use it. Now there's, there's lots of jobs that branch off of that and lots of other implications, but that's the, I'd say their core responsibility is to make a money that people will use. And you look at company or the countries like Zimbabwe, where they failed with that. They do not have a money that people want to use. Nobody trusts them. Trust is the only currency that's worth anything, by the way. People don't trust the central bank of Zimbabwe, but you do have gold reserves. Wouldn't it be yeah. great if Goldback already piloted out a way that you can use gold directly instead of you know backing something with it? Mm-hmm. I think that what we're going to find is that a lot of these foreign central banks are going to take interest in what we're doing, and that Goldbacks or this the, this kind of Orem technology is going to be the future of of currency if we're successful. It's really interesting. Well, I got. I guess I have two thoughts on that. The one thought, talking about the, the responsibility of a central bank, and that's kind of changing, you know, in the modern day with now the central bank, where we hear about central bank digital currencies and, um, 
you know, it's it's turned from, you know, the central bank has this role in uh, monitoring transactions and controlling behavior. So that's that's a whole whole different conversation. But to get back to um, other countries, you know, Zimbabwe and Goldback expanding into those markets, you you have a, a patent on the technology here in the United States, right? To create the that you to create the Goldbacks. So well, there, there's, there's international, yeah, there, there's international patents, but I don't know if we're so much interested in making a Zimbabwe gold back or if Zimbabwe is going to look at using the same technology with our manufacturer. Okay. And you know, it'll, it'll be marked as a Zimbabwe currency. See what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a gold back flying into all these countries to save the day. I think there are central banks that mm-hmm. have the gold will want to have their, their stuff on it. Right. Yeah. And they might, they mean, might convert be, their gold into gold backs. It'll be, it's, it's, it's so like fascinating because yeah, there is such this push to make everything digital and you know, they, they want to make every transaction digital. They want to get rid of cash. They want to be able to track everything, track where people spend, how they spend, what they're spending money on. And this is the gold back is, is the polar opposite of that. You can track nothing. It's it's as private as the you know the two consenting individuals as private as they want it to be when they make the transaction. Um, it's just it just it's just fascinating to see. And I I mean, I could really see it expanding into you know I'm sure it's libertarian circles that you know that are very interested in it now, but. You know, I could see it expanding more into you know more more conservative circles as well, um, as there's you know as there's more awareness there around sound money than I think when you get over on the progressive side. I don't even think they have really any um, any interest in in sound money. In fact, they would they would say that sound money is probably white supremacy or, or something like that. I'd actually argue with you, John. Uh, yeah, this is this is what really surprised me. Because I, I used to think the same thing. I was like, okay, you know, libertarians are going to do this. And then it's going to, you know, reach out to like a wider conservative movement. And, you know, we're going to carry this thing to the finish line. Did you know that there's been over 2,000 local currencies in the United States? Really? Mm-hmm. Did you know that nine out of 10 of those local currencies were promoted and used in leftist communities but is this i mean this is dating back for like what what time frame are we talking we're just talking from I'm, the I'm founding of the, the last, united states i'm talking like the last 50 years okay. like look at look yeah. at vermont or or look in the 90s mm-hmm. and uh or the ithaca hour in new york or look at the uh the berkshire share in massachusetts okay you know if you if you follow these if you dig into the history of a lot of these you know the left used to be and a lot of the left still is kind of this anti-corporatist oh, party yeah. where, you know, hey, shop local, you know, buy, buy the local, you know, hemp shoe soap mm-hmm. product. You know, it's like, you know, it's all about supporting the local business owner over Walmart. Yeah. Right. Um, and a lot of these communities produce local currencies with the idea that, hey, you know, this is something that we're going to use here. And what we're finding with the gold back, and again, this surprised me, but it 
maybe it shouldn't have, is that some of the people that are the most vocal and excited about it are kind of the same libertarian left leaning Yang, mm -hmm. you know, voting uh, people that supported other local currencies and other local currency efforts. The fact that it's gold makes it more interesting to them because all those local currencies failed in large part because they weren't backed by anything. So, you know, here we just made a better local currency. And, you know, really, I see the gold back as being able to attract people from all sorts of places on the political spectrum just because there's so much universal value in having a better money. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be careful not to alienate people that, you know, disagree with me on some things, I, I guess. I guess, you know, that's... And that and that makes sense, and that's that's a really good point. I mean, we don't have to think back too far to remember Occupy Wall Street. That was the left. Um, you know, things. Yes, priorities from the you know the leading um, politicians have changed on the left, but that doesn't mean that the rank and file uh, progressives don't still value the things that they always valued, you know, which should be, you know, su supporting your, your local farmers, your local communities, your local businesses over corporations. So I think it's really, it's, it's, it's another tool to kind of remind people, um, which we talk about on the show all the time, like the importance of, of, of community, the, the importance of, you know, because I feel like in, in today's world, everything is moving so quickly towards this corporatocracy of corporations and government and bed together um, creating this atmosphere where, like we talked about before with CBDCs, everything is tracked. But giving people that opportunity to create their own community and, and a currency at the community level. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. Um, and it's really, I mean, we, this show is called finding freedom. You're giving people the tools on that level to, to facilitate their own freedom. It's, it's a really fun job. I, you know, I could probably make more money doing something else, but it's really cool to, to do something you care about. Mm-hmm. I'll bet it is. So, Jeremy, this has been awesome getting to talk with you. I do see we have a comment. Oh, we got a comment. It says, I like goldbacks. Okay. Well, there you go. Maybe uh, maybe you got a future or maybe a current uh, current user there. That's fantastic. I can't hey, see you know the what? name, they, they make really, They make really amazing Christmas gifts. You know, it's a, it's a very it's cheap a way to introduce precious metals and sound money to, you know, your nieces and nephews and grandkids and, you know, you name it. You get a lot of bang for your buck on these things. That's a really great point because, you know, I, I have a, a young seven-year-old daughter and, you know, getting to the point, starting to teach her about money, you know, starting to read the Tuttle's tw Tuttle Twins books to her mm -hmm. and things like that, trying to explain how money works and what fiat money is. And um, it's a lot easier to explain things when you can hold up, you know, this is a fiat dollar, this is a goldback dollar, and explain the differences between the two. Um, you know, and... 
explained that you know over time this fiat dollar is is going to be you know degraded as more and more uh, dollars are created the the value you get for that dollar is going down so I think I think that's wonderful a great great gift for kids so that's a that's a great great plug there so Jeremy I, before I, I let you go one, that, go ahead oh, sorry go ahead well, as I say there's a lot of people that pay their kids allowance in goldbacks yeah, I mean, yeah. goldbacks have almost doubled in value in three years in terms of U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Maybe it buys the that's, same amount of stuff, but that's kind of the point, right? That, that's amazing. I mean, that just really puts in perspective just how quickly things are accelerating with the U.S. dollar inflation. Insanity. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Like, I don't, I don't want my kid to save up half their savings in dollars and then use it in their 20s. How much value they're mm-hmm. going to lose? You kidding me? Yeah, a lot of people are. You know, they they get their uh, if they want to save for their kid to to go to college or to start a business. Once they get to eighteen, they put it in. What what are those funds called? Um, it's like a it's like a four hundred one k for college savings. It's like a Roth Roth account, so, something like that. Yeah. Instead of doing yeah. that, put it in goldbacks. There are like people it. that do that. This is not financial advice. None of this is financial no, advice. But, but maybe we're it not is. qualified to get financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Um, tell people, you know, where they can find you know goldbacks. Number one, uh, but also you know yourself. If there's any you know, websites or social media you want to want to share with the people. Yeah, it's just, you know, I just head to goldback.com and that's probably the place to go. Goldback.com. It's got your list of retailers. And if you want to follow us on YouTube or whatever, we have that too. But it's, um, you know, we're a wholesaler. Right. So there's, there's, a, there's over 100 different retailers selling goldbacks out there. And that's all listed on the website, all the retailers? Yep. Yep. They're all, they're all there. Awesome. Well, all the online ones are. I don't think I had Walmart listed though. We should probably put them back on there. I forgot about that. So I'll, I'll, I'll have to look at that list. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I will post the link to the site on the show notes page. Everybody be sure to check it out. Go buy some goldbacks. Everyone in your family, all your kids get goldbacks for Christmas. Um, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you for seeing a need taking a risk and, and making this happen, man, because there's a lot of libertarians out there. You know, I, I fall into this trap too here. We like to talk about things, but we don't take action. So, I mean, I give you a, a lot of credit for taking massive action, man. Well, you know, it's, it's not just me. It's a grassroots effort. You know, it's the, it's the tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people buying gold backs and using them that are making it happen. So, you know, I, I appreciate that comment, but it's, if we we got to be the change that we want to see in the world, right? If you want to, if you don't want to use dollars, if you wish that they were better, you know, look look for alternatives. You know, mm-hmm. you can boycott the dollar if you're not using it. You know, so right, just food for thought. All right, Jeremy, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks for having me.
All right. Hope you enjoyed that interview today. What do you think about the goldback? Maybe you live in one of these states. Maybe you have some goldbacks. Maybe you heard this like I did, and you're going to make it a point to acquire some, even if you're not in one of these states, because it is such a unique idea, a unique, tangible asset you can hold in your hand and use to uh, to transact with. Um, it is hard money that you can you know make make uh, small transactions buy you know buy things and sell things and you know acquire acquire goldbacks that way so very interesting idea I'm very happy that I got to talk with Jeremy Corden today a very very intelligent guy and you know I just want to remind you once again if you love what we're doing here at Lions of Liberty please support please support us consider joining the Lions of Liberty Pride patreon.com slash lions of liberty lions liberty.locals.com and uh yeah just have a good time hanging out with us um you know you can join at whatever whatever level you want to and every level gets access to our private facebook group um at certain levels you get access to a monthly call with us at our highest level um you can actually plug your product your podcast your um, art, whatever it is, um, you can plug that on the show. So we'd love to have you. The water's warm. Come and dip a toe in to the Lions of Liberty Pride. And I, I will say this, we do have some new merchandise coming. I will be updating the store very shortly. You can check that out at lionsofliberty.store. Lots of exciting stuff happening at Lions of Liberty. Brian and I really focusing on growing this platform. Again, we're going to be doing some advertising for Lions of Liberty, getting the word out that this podcast is on the grow, it's on the move, and uh, we are, we're moving and shaking, moving and shaking again, and we are more than happy that you are a part of it, and we are grateful, grateful that you are a listener and uh, that you're, if you're a Pride member, just so happy to have you on board. So, Thank you for your support, and I'm looking forward to seeing what 2023 and beyond has to hold for Lions of Liberty. That is a wrap, guys. I hope that you all have a great Thanksgiving this week. You know, I'm looking forward to just finally relaxing, winding down, and uh, just having a good time with family. Hope you all do the same. Please stay safe out there if you're traveling. Um, travel safe, try to relax, enjoy the time with the family. Um, hopefully it's a stress-free holiday for you where you get some good food and good times with loved ones. And I will see you back here next week on Finding Freedom. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.